Welcome to the podcast by Little Honey Money. Wellness, support, and wisdom for new motherhood in the modern world. Hi, I'm Erica. And I'm Joanna. And this is Little Honey Money. We're here to talk about wellness and support for new motherhood. And we speak with the experts so we can share their wisdom with you. Today, we have Kona Mori, who is here to talk about cranial sacral therapy. Hi, Kona. Hi, Kona. Hello. Nice to see you guys. Yeah. Nice to see you. Nice to meet you. I'm so excited to learn about this. So cranial sacral therapy, this is somewhat of a lesser known kind of body work. And Little Honey Money, our platform, helps new moms and moms to be learn about wellness and support services that can help them on their journey. But this service in particular, I just don't meet a lot of people who are familiar with it. And even though I know what it is, I learned about it after my second baby. It's so hard for me to even explain what it is. Um, I'm excited you're here, Kona. We're going to ask you a lot of questions so that our listeners can understand how it might help them. But first, I'd love for you to tell the story of how and why you became a craniosacral therapist. Yeah. So I was living in Paris as an executive producer for fashion and beauty, photography and commercials. And I love my career, but it was just crazy. I was working too much. I was traveling everywhere all the time, basically home in my apartment in Paris, maybe like one weekend a month. And I just, I had to leave because I was completely burned out. I left and I was about to leave for my sabbatical in Southeast Asia. And my London boss, we were having lunch and afterwards she was like, oh, have you heard of craniosacral therapy? There is a place just downstairs from where we were having lunch. And I'd never heard of it. So I gave it a try and I could feel like what, Ever she was doing, and it was just very subtle, a variety of holds, gently cradling my head, my spine, my sacrum. And I could feel that tapping into my burnout. It felt like when we're run dry, our container is empty, and I could feel my container being filled again. Wow. And so then I left for my sabbatical and I went on to a bunch of different retreats. And every time craniosacral was offered, I would receive it. And more and more, I was like intrigued. How is this working? What is it doing? I'm originally from LA. My intention was not to stay in LA, but I came back to visit my parents and was planning on continuing my sabbatical to South America. But suddenly it was like, you know what? I'm going to stay here and study this. So my trajectory switched. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Can you please explain what is craniosacral therapy? So um, without getting too technical, there is a clear liquid that bathes the brain and the spine called cerebral spinal fluid. And the pumping of that fluid is the craniosacral rhythm. Craniosacral therapy balances the rhythm of the cerebral spinal fluid and it softens the surrounding membranes and the bones. And that helps calm the nervous system and brings the body into a state where it can basically heal itself nurture itself. It really goes from newborns up to helping older people with dementia and the whole gamut. Wow. And could you say that it like really helps balance one's nervous system? I know like the nervous system is always talked about or you know how you can kind of get that into like a little more equilibrium and calm. Is that kind of if you had to describe it in almost one word like or sentence, would it be like, well, it's going to really help ease and relax your nervous system and like Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So the nervous system, it's either when it when you're really stressed in the fight or flight mode, which is a sympathetic system, and then craniosacral helps flip it to the parasympathetic state, which is the rest and digest, relaxation, calming and healing itself mode. 
Can you talk more actually about you said like the gentle like variety of holds? Like what would somebody expect? Like, can you talk more? Are you more laying down? Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, in general, yes, you're laying down. I have the massage table or with the baby's just the parent's bed. Or the parents can also be holding the baby and I can just put my hands on them. So it's very versatile. <laughs> but in a standard, quote unquote, standard treatment, yes, you're laying down on the table facing up. You have your clothes on. And it's a variety of holds, very gentle holds, holding the head, the spine, the sacrum. It feels like I'm holding your hand. Is it pressure points? We could intentionally tap into like acupuncture pressure points, but that's for a certain intention. Got it. Like what do people usually come to you for when they think like, oh, I need cranial sacral therapy? So at one point when I first began my practice, I was focusing on burnout because that was my healing. And I started a corporate wellness company trying to bring craniosacral into my old industry to help heal the fashion and beauty world. (laughs) Um, And then as I evolved working at a wellness center, it's really evolved to the whole age spectrum. So mostly now mothers come to help their babies. And a lot of mothers are only coming to help their babies and not necessarily themselves. So what I'm really focusing on is at least the first session, it's including the mother. Right. Or both parents. Oh, that's possible. During postpartum, right? Yes. In this context, I'm talking about postpartum. But I personally froze my eggs years ago. And that experience of pumping myself with the hormones, it was very emotional and was forcing my body to do something that was not used to doing. And this was before I was doing cranio. I realized how much this could help during IVF, during the prenatal phase. What are the benefits of doing it during IVF? From my experience, it's the emotional component. I didn't realize that I was so emotional during the process. And afterwards, looking back, it was like, oh, of course it's because of the hormones. And it's because I'm what our bodies are miraculously doing. So craniosacral really helps to, first of all, taps into the endocrine system and it just really helps regulate the spikes of what's happening. And it's safe during pregnancy? Yes, it is safe during pregnancy because it's such a gentle and nurturing approach. It's safe for all phases of pre, during pregnancy, postpartum, and for mother, partner, baby. Yeah. I kind of, I mean, I'm relating it somewhat to acupuncture and that method being something different for what it does, like you said, right? But like, would somebody kind of, would they be in kind of similar, like, levels, even though they're servicing different things? Yeah, they're both approaching similar issues, but with a different pathway. And they're very integrative together. Specifically for IVF, I highly recommend acupuncture during the process. Too late. (laughs) Well, I already already did it. I mean, I guess, no, I mean, I have to start up again, but you're right. I think I could probably do it. But just being a woman too, who's working and busy, like just in, in general, yeah, just burnout like burnout. is a thing, you know? 100%. Yeah. How long are the sessions typically? I'm there for a minimum of a full hour, but the session itself for the baby is about 20 minutes to half an hour. And the baby will really dictate what they want. It's super clear if they're like, okay, this is 20 minutes, it's enough, or let's continue. And we really let the baby lead. That's a huge component of that. Is this something 
that you would recommend that like becomes like a normal practice? Like I know friends that go to acupuncture once a week, like is the craniosacral therapy kind of something that people do when they're feeling like overwhelmed and to kind of help settle them or like just a regular practice you would recommend? Either way, I definitely recommend it when people are feeling overwhelmed and your body will tell you, it's like, oh, I'm wanting this right now. Once you experience it once and you feel what it is, then it could be like a weekly tune-up or it could just be like a monthly, oh, I'm feeling a little run down. Let's do it. It's not painful, right? Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's a huge, important thought because sometimes there are practitioners, their intention might be a little bit forceful of achieving the goal and fixing the problem. And that intention can be a little bit too strong, even for adults, but especially for babies. So it's really about holding space and making the patient, whoever they are, to feel comfortable and to feel nurtured and to feel safe in the healing process. So it really just feels good. Is it an energy thing like Reiki? I include Reiki and healing touch energy work, but it's different. It is specifically holes that are engaging with the bones. Hmm. I have to try this. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, what I'm looking forward to giving a treatment. <laughs> do people come to you? Do you go to their homes? Like, I mean, COVID is probably obviously like with touch and, and things like that kind of slow things down. But how are you typically practicing with your clients? Yeah, right now, especially because of COVID, it's just privates. I go to their homes. And when possible, we do it outside. I can just bring the table outside or for a baby and they prefer to be inside. We just take the necessary steps of the masks and everything too. So, you know, I'm someone who's like very open to like alternative treatments when it comes to like health and for me and my family. But, you know, with any alternative treatment, there can be some controversy. So what can, you know, moms or moms-to-be do to kind of make sure they're finding the right kind of practitioners? Really the focus when mothers are looking, mothers or people are looking to find a practitioner is to have a conversation and to make sure that practitioner is not, that their intention is not to force anything and gentleness. So interesting. Kona, I wish you were here right now to give us... I know. <laughs> yeah. I can I imagine all the ways I'd feel. Your gentle touch. <laughs> Even your voice is soothing and calming. It like, really is. The way that like... Would you recommend for moms to try it first? Like that could be something I'd maybe do if I was unsure. I'd be like, oh, well, try it on me. Let's see how this feels. And then- Yeah, so that way the mother <laughs> understands what's happening and, and trusts more. For sure. And because a mother needs it too. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, like, and I can't imagine one mom that I don't know isn't like so much happens to your body afterwards. You're also stressed. You're letting less sleep. Like so many things gone with your body. Burned out during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, don't you just love being touched? I mean, by the right like person, I like some love, massage I therapist, I'm kind of like, mm, that's not working for me. But like, you know, yes, I do. I'll lay down anywhere and you can just like, Kona, like massage your head. Yeah. <laughs> Joanna, if I lay down here and you wanted to massage my head, I'd be totally cool with it. Oh my God. That's so <laughs> funny. No, I'm very particular by who touches me. But yes, I do like when it like, I actually get weirdly anxious in acupuncture, like these needles sitting in me and I'm supposed to sit still. I try oh, to bring like me. a pot. I'm like, I take a nap in acupuncture. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It always me made me like jittery and I felt stuck. Like I couldn't get up, but I feel like I'd like this seems quicker. Someone's there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> More often than not, you'll just fall right asleep. Wow. Sounds lovely. And one of the things um, back to the birth in general even if it's the perfect birth that the mom envisioned, births are traumatic for both the mother and the baby. And in Chinese medicine, they say that the baby goes through three 
natural traumas, which is going in from an environment from dark to light, from a warm and wet environment to a cold, dry, and breathing environment. And then I think most traumatic is from naturally receiving all nutrients automatically to suddenly feeling a sense of lack and having to tell your mom when you're hungry. Right. Wow. So this really helps soothe that transition for the baby and equally for the mother. It's a huge transition for the mother. Right. Is there a way to know if your kid, if your baby's like crying the way they're crying? Because my husband was told that he had, he was colicky. And I'm sure like when he was born, that was kind of just like, well, colic, that's it. But like, how would somebody think or know to call you? And would it be like an assessment first? Is it, you kind of would try it on anyone. If a baby's being really fussy, like can they diagnose colic versus your service being something that's more suitable to kind of address? That's a good question. Honestly, I think all infants can benefit from this, from a craniosacral evalu- evaluation, regardless of if there are any issues. My mentor would always quote one of the founding fathers of craniosacral, as the twig is bent, so is the tree. So it's like a preventative measure that the baby enjoys and that's just maybe can tap into something that we're not noticing, both myself, the parents or the baby, but it just kind of falls into place in the way that it's meant to. And sometimes even if we don't know if it's colic or not, if the baby is fussy, maybe it just needs to be nurtured in a certain way that craniosacral can provide. And with giving these tools to the parents, the parents can continue it. So what kind of issues can craniosacral help treat for both moms and babies, just specifically? Okay, so for babies, there's quite an extensive list ranging from colic, corticollis, tongue tie, digestion issues, any sort of irritability, nursing issues and breastfeeding, plagiocephaly, which is the flathead, cesarean births, breached births, forcep or vacuum births, difficult births in general. And then as they grow a bit older, even with attachment issues, developmental delays, ear pain, autism, learning disabilities, Down syndrome, fear and anxiety, cerebral palsy, headaches in general. And then as the kids grow older with dental issues and dental work, I always recommend like before and after each brace session, like when you put on the braces and tightening the braces, et cetera. Interesting. That is quite a list. It's quite a list. <laughs> yes. And what about for the mom? And for the mom, I would say it's it's endless really because it's during the the fertility phase, during the prenatal phase, during pregnancy, postpartum for both the mother, the baby, and the parents. I don't have a specific list because it really helps everything. Are you finding that a lot of women are utilizing these services during the pandemic or is it less so? Unfortunately, during the pandemic, less so. Mm, they yeah. will they probably um, need it more, but they probably yeah. just can't access it. Yeah. During the session, I will give tips of what they can do and, and show them what they can do on their own. Cool. Yeah. And Kona, you're by referral only. And so if anybody is listening and they are interested, we can make the intro to Kona. Perfect. Great. Thank you. Yes. Happy to. So for anyone looking for that intro, just shoot us a DM on Instagram at littlehoneymoney or go to the contact page on our website, littlehoneymoney.com, and we will put you in touch with Kona. This was really a pleasure. I love sharing the good news. Yes. (laughs) 
Yeah, seriously. That's what we're all about. You know, for Little Honey Money, we want women to be able to find these kinds of services that can make their journey easier, better, less painful, less Mm -hmm. traumatic, whatever it is. You know, we all have things that we deal with during our journey. And so it's nice to be able to find these resources that can help us. Right. So you don't feel stuck when like in the thick of it. So kind of knowing about in advance and knowing you always have options. If you're feeling like, oh my God, baby won't stop crying. Like, what could this be? Like, you're going to think of that one thing. I've learned so much on this podcast. Great. All right. Well, thanks again, Kona. That was so fantastic. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the podcast by Little Honey Money. Visit us at www.littlehoneymoney.com and follow along on Instagram at Little Honey Money.